amazing about that is those were the comments from Ryan Hughes prior to the racing day. This is before he goes out and breaks the bonus leg, and he's still out there racing, David. That is the epitome of heart. Well, Brown did a heck of a job with the start he had to get up into the top three. And he's going to get that points lead back barely over Ryan Hughes, who seems to just be getting faster and faster as the race goes on. He went down again, I think. But the victory goes to 109. Craig Anderson, an amazing victory for the Yamaha rider. Anderson stays out in front, had a good battle going with Brock Sellers, his teammate there. And I think Brock Sellers realized what was going on. Michael Byrne got in there. Some great laps between them. Michael Brown, though, after the disastrous first race when he finished 22nd, will pick up third. But I think he's happy. Craig Anderson. Ride for the Pride of Australia, number 109, your winner in moto number two. A Pulp MX Network production. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Welcome to the Lee Raceables on PulpMX.com. Mathis and Weed revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Liat Re-Raceables podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the support. Thank you to Liat, man, for coming on board this podcast. If you want to save with those guys, just email us using the contact form on PulpMX, and I'll pass it on a deal for Liat. And uh, great guys, solitaire guys, of course, running Liat. Mountain bike protection, dirt bike protection, gear, uh, knee braces, uh, elbow guards, all of that stuff. They're, they're, of course, their neck brace has been refined over the years. So thank you to the folks at Liat. They stand for the promise of what's coming and for the promise of you guys having a good time on your mountain bike or dirt bike. So thanks to Liat. Thank you as well to Guts Racing, Decal Works, Maxis, and Scott. We'll tell you more about those guys later. But 2003 Southwick, specifically 125 class, is the race we've chosen, and we'll get into why uh, in, in a bit here on the show. But to, uh, to join me, it's, uh, it's the voice of motocross. It's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Yeah, 20th anniversary of this one, and it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like it's about seven or eight years ago. I cannot believe this is 20 years ago. We're going to Southwick right now. So let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we got, a, we got a special guest. We always call somebody on, on this uh, Lee at Re-Raceables. But this man, he, uh, he's going to be on all show because, uh, yeah, he, he, he picked this race. And, uh, and he's the Re-Raceables whisperer. And he, he is, is the, the behind-the-scenes <laughs> statistician, trivia master, making us look dumb every week. Yep. It's finally given the spotlight. Seth Rarick, what's up, buddy? <laughs> finally glad to be on with these. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty stoked because this, this is my wheelhouse here, all, all the races. Everyone yeah. makes all the riders now make fun of me for how much of an historian I am, but uh, I guess I'm a nerd. I don't know. <laughs> and we've made a lot of jokes. You're a listener to this show. We made a lot of jokes about who's that guy award in the Liet categories, and you almost always text us, I can't believe you don't know who this guy is. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? or uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. We'll get into that later, but I'm okay. pretty disappointed in myself on this one. Okay. I thought, right. I'd, really, I thought I'd know everybody, but uh, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, not too good at my home, uh, my home races. What? Uh, how old are you, Rarick? And are you at this race? Yes. Yeah, so, 03. Celtic used to come earlier, right? So yeah. it was like 
I would have been I just turned eleven. Okay. But, yep, I was there. I remember it vividly. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Weege, were you there? Oh yeah, I was part of the uh, live announcing team. I was the pit reporter. It was like Cotter and I think Booth. Oh, you're breaking up. <clears throat> imagine that Weege losing service. I know. Yeah, just imagine that another another podcast with Weege losing service. Full bars. Okay. All right. You're back. Um, so okay. who, you uh, I was pit reporter with the uh, live announce team. Yeah. Um, and Steve, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they said you can do it, but we cannot pay you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm familiar <laughs> with that at all. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it was 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 Cotter? Cotter was there. You and then who else? I think it was Irv. Irv. Okay. Um, yeah. I was uh, I was uh, Tim Ferry's mechanic, and I remember this day well. I'll get into it later on. Um, this was a wild race. This is the 125 race back then, uh, and this this race broke sort of the mold on what we'd seen in the season. This is round four of the series, and we had thought we knew what was going on the first three rounds. We thought what was going to happen, and then Southwick 03 happens, Weege, and it, I mean this is a crazy race. It throws it throws into chaos the, the whole series. Yeah, the 01 and 03, 125 champions all time. Um, you know, we covered the 01 hardcore with Brownie somehow winning the Langston's wheel blowing up. And don't forget that Pastrano was there for three quarters of the year. This one is really just as good because you know what race comes right after this. And we just covered this one with Ginolfi. What's the next race after this? Yeah, Bud's yep. Creek. That's right. Bud's, yeah. yeah. Stu returns. So this is the last before Stu is back. <laughs> and you got three gnarly stand guys battling for this title between Brownie, Rhino, and Langston. And they all end up having horrible days, which leads to when you see the results from this first moto, you're like, what? Yeah. This is the top five? How did this happen? <laughs> Pretty much, huh, Seth Rowe? It's, it's just nuts. Well, even further than that, because that was my memory too, Weeds, and last night I went back and rewatched this. Nobody in the top five in points entering this round. Nobody finished in the top five in, uh, well, overall. I mean, first moto yeah. for sure and overall, which I don't know if that's ever happened before <laughs> or, or since, I mean. Yeah, we we should get some stat guy on that. Get Fowler on that. You're right. It's so weird. I mean, so that's weird. just insane. Imagine that'd be like this weekend, um, I'd say, you know, Volan 1-1 or 2-1, sorry, like, like Ando did. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then no one else, like no Hunter, no no Deegan, RJ, Cooper, Shimoda, none of those guys finishing top five this yeah. weekend. Can it's, you imagine that? It's Volan, Ryder D, um, uh, Kit, Kitchen. No, Kitchen's up there. Uh, Ryder D, Volan, uh, uh, Braswell, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know, pick a guy. Yeah, Ryan Mills would be. Could you could could we equate yeah. Ryan Mills to Braswell? Is that fair or no? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, they're pretty far. Uh, I think they're. Think, I think their, belief, their beliefs are a little bit uh, <laughs> a little far apart. Uh, it's uh, and this race, it's Todd Harris and David Bailey calling it, and uh, there's an interview for Larusso's wife, um, and, and yeah, it's 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 something else. A Brent Myron interview early on that I can't even make sense of. I don't know what Myron's talking about. Like, he's, <laughs> he's all over the map. He, he talks about the bar being smaller because Brownie's grip is gone. And the, I, I don't know what Myron is, is Wasn't talking about. Wasn't he trying to say it was an advantage not having a grip? <laughs> Dude, yes, he did. I listened to <laughs> it twice. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it's better than having a grip because the bar would be smaller. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Seth, you're working at KTM. Tell Ian this weekend, hey, I got an idea. Take the grips off. 
yeah. Yeah. Just take a grip off. Hey, Volan might go two one, dude. If you take a grip off. Yeah, exactly. Right. You never know. Uh, but you're. This is just like we said, a bizarro race. Honestly, like we're watching this, and I remember uh, being on the starting line with Red Dog when uh, Burner goes down late in Moto uh, two. We were cheering for Burn because we we'd become friends with him a little bit. Um, and obviously, Ando is an Australian motocross legend. This was his. Was it one and done for Ando or two years? Uh, I looked it up because I thought it was one and done, but he, he did the next year on Motorsport Honda, but in the oh. 450 class. Okay, all right. So we were cheering for Burner, and Burner went down. Honestly, though, I think the AMA should retroactively go back and give Burn this win. I mean, he's on a CR125 against the four-stroke in the sand. He's he's fast, and he's trying to get around Ando, and Ando's just going all the insides, passing him back, just trucking along. Just give the win to Burn. I don't know. I, I love how well, – I, I thought the same, and when I, when I rewatched this, I love how during this era, I vividly remember there was actually an argument or a conversation of which bike is – like, you know, two-stroke, four-stroke. Mm-hmm. Which bike is better? Yeah. And I'm watching this race laughing because it's like, dude, Anderson and the other guy that motor in Sellers. Yeah. I mean, come on. Burner was riding the – you know, like his life was on the line <laughs> to try to get by these guys. Yeah. And Ando and Sellers are just cruising around third, fourth gear, and, you know, no problem. Yeah, we, we've talked like, about this on the show. Like, it was a debate. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> we all got misled be- only because Stu and RC stayed on two strokes. So it made everyone – you just were just dumb, and you just look at who's winning the races, and you're like, well, it must be close because yeah. the guys that are winning are yeah. on two strokes. And you also had Mitch's team with many strokes. So it just gave it this, like, specter of the two strokes must still be good. Yeah, um, that was really dumb. It's crazy to think about. It. It's honestly crazy that <laughs> yeah, that was actually a debate. Yeah, like, hey, look, Kelly Smith on the Easy Water. He's just that good, man. He's just that. Yeah, he's just that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just nuts when you when you think back to that. Uh, yes. So this is Langston wins the title this year, and I don't know what in the hell happened to Langston at Southwick 03. 16-7 on the day. I mean, Burner uh, Rhino broke a leg. Michael Brown goes down. Like, you know, 16 uh, 7. I mean, Langston was in that crash in the first turn. But yeah, still, 16 7 for GL Weege. Yeah, I hit up GL today because he's usually rips at Southwick. Remember, he passed Stu, I think, at 07 at Southwick on a 450. Like, he's great in sand. So I'm like, what the hell? So I hit him up today and he said, this is going to surprise you guys. This is mm. going to shock you. Okay. But he and Lang- he and Langston and Brown ran into each other in the first turn and got locked together. I'm shocked <laughs> to hear about another. It's like the, the hundred. Remember, Europe and America, they're equal opportunity. They'll hit each other and each other and get locked together in any continent, anytime. Um, so Brown lost his group. What about Langston came from last to 39th, 16th. Mm-hmm. Then he said Moto 2, he crashed on the first lap again. He didn't think he scored points, but he actually got seventh. But yes, this eventual series champ on his best track getting overall. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's um, uh, and honestly too, uh, we had a little bit of controversy with Metcalf. Now Metcalf rips in the sand, oh, yeah. like Metcalf rips in the sand. <laughs> got a good one for this. Like what he? Cra- I don't even know how you break your bar off in sand. <laughs> like I don't know how that happens. But Metty's is he second or third? One of the second or third in the first moto. Second, third, yeah. yeah, second. Eats crap, breaks his bar off, and then they spend Todd Harris 
spends way too much time talking about Metcalf and what he's doing and what's going on. And, like, dude, yeah, he's out of this one. But but I guess there's some sort of controversy in the mechanics area. Cameron Steele must be telling them. But uh, but Meddy Hall's at Southwick, so it really would have been interesting to see if he hadn't crashed. <laughs> well, two things. First off, um, after he breaks his bars off and goes to the mechanics area, gets new bars on, that had to be obviously the race was it wasn't live, so it kind of cut to that clip. Mm-hmm. But that had to be a a couple laps at least right? that had to go on by. <laughs> and number one, he wants to go back out there. It's like okay, I mean Metcalf. What else would you expect? The dude was just hard charger his whole career. Yeah, still racing. So that didn't surprise me much. Nowadays it would. Nowadays there's no way someone would break their bars off and then want to go back out. But then the AMA's reason for why he couldn't go back out was because he had outside assistance getting off the track. It's like, dude, he didn't have bars. How, how else was he going to get off the track? Well, uh, yeah, the whole they, they interview uh, Jay Mitzowitz's dad, uh, Jim. Uh, Jay's a longtime AMA guy back then, and Jim was his dad around forever. I don't. I was confused by the whole thing. Why does he want to go back out there? Why does? How did he break a bar? What, did he push his bike? All the way to the mechanics area across. Yeah, I don't, across, I don't get it either. Like in the sand with no bar. I, I and then I was so. They spent ten minutes on this. It felt like. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was thinking because he pushed it. Remember where that the camel humps used to be? He pushed it across the mechanics area. I think so, right? I thought, yeah. I thought that's why he wasn't allowed back out. But dude, he goes outside but, assistance. It's like. But that's yeah, also no a good. Shit. But that's also a good reason. You cut. You cut three quarters of a lap off. Right, go, that's what I thought like, his reason was going to be. <laughs> there's, there's a, again, why do you want to go back out there, Matty? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, but Matty hauls ass in the sand, and the second moto gets 20th, so I don't know what happens yep. there either. But <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. It was just not a good day for Matty. <laughs> no. And, hey, how mad was he, too, Matty? He was so mad. He oh, was... <laughs> flipping out. So. Yeah, I was a little surprised because I don't really remember him as a – I mean, that year, was he a top-five guy? I don't remember that. No, I don't remember either. Weege, maybe? You do. I don't know. I feel like these dudes all got to Southwick and thought, like, this is my chance to win. Probably Anderson felt that way. Mm-hmm. Definitely Burner. And the maybe Metcalf. They're just thing, like, no, get me Anderson on that track. Thing, yeah. Anderson thing completely shocks me. That win was – that has to be the most under appreciate or just out-of-nowhere win of all time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It actually, makes me want to look up his results. I, I mean, I'm looking was he up even right. close to this. I, 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 so I I don't remember this, but I looked up today. He did podium Steel City the end of the year. Okay, he goes. Other, he goes. Other than that, he never did anything. He goes twelve nine, one. Sorry, thirty, thirty twelve nine one fifteen thirteen seven nineteen nine seventeen and three. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. Yeah, you want to talk about it all over the place. Um, wow. Yeah, and of course, wow. famously, Craig Anderson, Chad Reed's cousin as well. So because I was at Yamaha at this time and Chad was there, we we, we rode a lot with the with the Yamaha truck guys, and they were around our truck a lot. But I do remember being really bummed for Michael Byrne. But that's another thing, too. Like, that bike was slow, and I don't think Burner did much. Like, I don't remember many Burner 125 highlights. Do you guys outdoors? No, and to me, after rewatching, like you said, Burner won that race, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. He 100% went 1-1 that day. Yeah, I think I AMA mean, should just give it to him. So Yes, yeah. but no, I don't remember him doing much, or Mills at all. And uh, yeah, both guys are really good. Well, Mills is good for one moto, imagine that. <laughs> so, uh, you grew up with Mills, huh, Rarick? 
Yeah, and so kind of there are several reasons to pick this race. Firstly, it's Southwick coming up, and then secondly, I just will never forget that day because the results were so lopsided. And the final reason is because, yes, growing up in uh, New York, Mills was the guy. I mean, he was a few years older than me, um, or is a few years older than me, I should say, but he was just enough age groups ahead where, like, you know, I was on an 80. He yeah. was just about to turn pro, and that was the guy – not many people made that out of upstate New York, you know, and he was, I believe he won the horizon award. He was supposed to be the next guy. So for yeah. all us kids from this area, that was the guy to look up to. And I remember that day, the first moto, I'm like, here it is. Here he comes. It's yeah. finally, you know, this is his breakout ride podium, this moto probably podium, the second moto he's going to be off to the races, you know, next year he's going to win races and, uh, and, you know, be a championship guy. And yeah, it didn't quite go that way. But I remember that day, me and my old man were cheering hard for Mills. Right. And then next to Craig Anderson's win here, maybe the more unlikely other win is Ryan Mills at Redbud that day. Yeah, <laughs> that might have even came further out of nowhere now that you mention it. Uh, Bubba broke, right? First moto, James broke. Uh, yeah, I think. Or just crashed mm, 18 times. No. Oh. Oh, that was 05, so James was oh. 250 class. Okay, all right. Well, someone crashed 14 times the leader or something. He didn't win the overall, though, right? Didn't he just win a moto? Uh, yes, he won a moto. He went, yeah, I got it. Did right he here. go one, one six? I, I don't even remember. Six one, six one. Okay, six one. Yep. Uh, six and one. then the, the next made himself a lot of money with that moto win, didn't he? Well, yeah, I was just gonna say the very next weekend was his home race at Dilla. We were all excited again. Mill, oh, Millsy coming off a win. Here we go again. He went like 15 20. Oh, <laughs> uh, also, Michael Brandes in moto one. Just hanging in there, Michael Brandis. Just I Yeah, mean, this was a little past his expiration date. It too. was, yeah, absolutely. I was trying to figure out what team he was on, and dude, I don't I even think know. This was Star, wasn't was it, it? Was it? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Star or Triple X? Triple X was O two, I know for sure. Cause I was, so this, yeah, this was Star then, outdoors okay. only. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, outdoors uh, only. No, <laughs> all the grace has been a star at one point, Seth. All the grace. Hey, let's see. <laughs> Let's let's hire the guy that won a Supercross. Let's hire him for an outdoor only deal. Um, no, no, he was he wasn't supposed to race that year. Oh, okay. He like he missed Supercross entirely, not planning on racing, and then I think all Bobby's guys got hurt or something. I, I don't really know the, exactly how that works, but well, uh, I don't know. You gave him my number, dude. He hits me up all the time about cycling. <laughs> he, well, he's probably on a hundred miler right now as we speak. So um, several hundred. Uh, also, uh, we should someone to tell. Uh, Bailey Mills is not a New England regular. Yeah, I know. He goes, he spun money laps there. I was like, dude, I don't think he ever rode Southwick <laughs> before Grace National. Yeah, yeah, he got a little mixed up, but uh, yeah, Ryan Mills. But LaRusso, now there LaRusso, is yeah. uh, 8 11 for Tony. Uh, Treadwell, oh, yeah. Treadwell, 15 10. Treadwell's 48 at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Treadwell, 15 10 for Treadwell. It's just a legend. So Larusso's still racing too. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yes, absolutely. He's still racing. They're just built different from there, dude. He's a machine. <laughs> and if Treadwell, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's racing the national on Saturday. The 450 class, he might do okay. Uh, yeah. If <laughs> and if and if Treadwell hadn't almost died two years ago, he'd be lining up too. I'm sure. He'd right? still be racing. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, and, you guys don't stop. And we'll see KJ and Dowdy there working the track and everything else. So yeah, good old Southwick. Um, Sorby had a bad day. <laughs> Sorby was just laying there in Moto 2. I don't know what happened, but he wasn't moving. 
So uh, <laughs> Hanny jumps into Metcalf on lap one. Do you guys see that, Hanny? Yeah, Yamaha which, truck. This would have been one of Hanny's last ever nationals <laughs> for sure. Uh, Was Hanny trying to get out of it? Was that his move? It's like if I could just. If I could just kill myself on the first lap of Southwick, I'd just be done for the day. Was that his move? <laughs> did, you, did you guys catch coming into that round, too? Sorby was ahead of GL in points. Yes, he was fourth or something in points, right? Yeah, third. He was third. third. Yeah. And, and I know he had uh, the good moto at, at uh, Hangtown, and he had a good day at High Point. I mean, I know that, but I do not remember him being third in points going into this race. And, yeah, uh, he was just, right there with them speed-wise. Yeah. I think he was maybe third-ish at a high point. Like, Brownie and Rhino had this epic battle, and you're like, well, I mean, the next guy is going to be uh, Sorby. Yeah, he He's goes 4-2-3 he to, yeah. to start the series. 4-2-3. Yeah, needless, needless to say, I think he lost a few points at Southwest. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> I think he lost some momentum. They just they cut to him, and he's just laying there. The medics are looking at him. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, a nutty day for sure. Uh also, do you remember, they touch on this in the beginning, Saturday was a disaster, Saturday at Southwick. Yeah. It was so muddy and so rainy, and somehow, for Sunday, everything was good. It's crazy. <laughs> I, do remember, bro. I do remember Saturday being a quagmire, though. Yeah. Uh, also, hey, um, by the way, before we get too far into this, I want to thank the folks at Scott. Johnny Knowles, you know he was Scott Goggles on this day, so important. Uh, Scott Sports oh, yeah. has been providing the best in goggle technology through all motorsports disciplines for over 50 years. Global leader in innovation, technology, and design. Scott has always been proud to support racing from grassroots all the way to the top step. Jason Anderson, Pro Circuit, uh, Kate, uh, Chad Weenan, Walker Fowler. Choose a quality product and support from Scott. They're excited to relive iconic moments in the sport with the Re-Raceables podcast, many of which included Scott Goggles. Thank you to Scott for coming on board. And Max's Tires, speaking of Southwick, they got a, a, a paddle tire now, the folks at Maxis. They got a brand new, couple of brand new tires as well, uh, intermediate to soft, uh, intermediate to hard, I should say, and uh, hard to soft uh, in Maxis shop.maxis.com for more information. Great mountain bike tires as well. Maxis tires. Thank you to those guys. And of course, Liet as well. Uh, Liet.com for more information. Uh, thank you to those guys. Uh, go ahead, uh, Sethra. Uh, so, what I didn't touch this when you brought up the many thing, but. Did it occur to you guys that the first several laps of the first moto, and I texted Chad about this because, uh, again, I don't remember this. The top three in the 125 class were all Australian. Yeah. And I texted Chad. I'm like, dude, is there a lot of sand, sand in Australia? Like, I mean, that might be a dumb question. People are probably laughing at me for asking that. But I don't really – I don't think of sand specialists when I think of Australians, you know? And uh, Chad said uh, he didn't answer me if there was a lot of sand in Australia. But he said <laughs> he said they're all pretty good in the sand, so I'm assuming that means there is. Uh, I'm not too sure, but that was a little shocking to me. It was just an Aussie invasion the first few laps. The uh, well, the, yeah, the well, they they got Manjum up on the other side, but I don't now, think I know there's Manjum yeah. up, but that nobody then, goes there, right? Yeah, there's Perth. That's is that the one in Perth or? Yeah, it's around Perth. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's the far side of Australia, right? Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, so so he, he didn't say if there's a lot of sand there, but he said we're all good in the sand. So well, I guess it means there is. Uh, Reed goes 7-5 on this day, and Villeman goes 18-8. Yeah. So we, I looked that up as well to, to fact check him, but it didn't seem like he had a good day. So no. I, I don't know. And, I mean, Chad has gone 2-2 behind Ricky you know, a ton. Like if Ricky wasn't yeah, there, Chad. Normally, I mean, he won the, the only moto Ricky lost in 05 was the Chad yep. at, uh, yep. 
at Southwick. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it could have been uh, – I should have – I don't remember the day. I'll get into Timmy's day, which I'm still angry about. Uh, also, Weege, a career best for Andrew Short at this point, 7-5, Cycle News tells us. Career best for Shorty. So Yeah, what's odd, though, I do feel like Shorty, which is not what you'd expect. I feel like these sand races here in Millville, he had some of his best races uh, outdoors. Remember one year he just won Millville, I think, like, just straight up the best guy. Yeah. Think, like, beat RV. Uh, so maybe that would have been 06. Um, so whatever reason, Shorty was good at Millville and Southwick, probably his best tracks, except that one year where he should have won Freestone and, um, crashed while leaving, but I don't know why, Co- yeah. qu- uh, closet sand guy. So, uh, Rhino breaks his foot or fibula, fibia, fib- fibula, whatever, yes. uh, in the first moto, uh, tapes it up, you know, goes out there, struggles in moto two, uh, him and Brown at this point, they're hugging. They're having these great battles, right, Weege? And then it's all over after this, though. It's so funny because I remember that day at High Point, them hugging and everything. But what I don't re- – I remember them battling unbelievable, passing each other side by side all day, hugging. But I didn't remember until I watched this back. They did ram, they did ram each other several times, Yes. Too, though. Yeah, the Rhino move. Rhino going to the outside and then darting across to the inside of Brownie's leg. That was cool. That was fine. And they hugged. And they hugged. And hugged. <laughs> Oh, God. So this one, Rhino, um, you think he's going to come through in the first moto and he only gets 10th. And then, uh, like I said, I was pit reporter for the live audience. So I go to Hoodie, his uh, legendary mechanic, struggling again in moto two. And I'm like, dude, what's up? And he's like, he has a broken leg. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, his leg's broken. Look at his boot. He's got duct tape on it. He broke his leg in the first moto. So we just taped the boot on. Uh, Classic Rhino. Classic Rhino. 10-16. Rhino the broken leg. And I told this story on a previous one. Rhino and Hoodie were actually staying at our Morgantown office this summer, just in like their RV in a van in the parking lot. So I remember them coming back from Southwick like that Monday and like seeing orthopedist people and trying to figure out how to get a cast that could fit under a boot. Um, then he rode Bud's Creek, and that's when Brown tried to run into the broken leg. <laughs> and that was the end of the hugging. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the end of their friendship that year. <laughs> Just, just, uh, and then, and then later on this year, it gets weirder with GL and Rhino, and and there's a there's a front wheel taken off because someone won't pull over, and Woodrow has to pull over at Binghamton, and oh god, just yeah, yeah, Boniface uh, got kicked. Didn't he get fired? I know. I think he just got benched. I don't know. Benched. Okay. I thought I remember him finishing that year on a motorsport Suzuki for the last round. Oh, maybe. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, things things got weirder at the end of this year, and of course, this was also the year that the final round uh, Troy was rained out, and GL won the title, and they he just got a trophy this year for it. never had the trophy, <laughs> never change AMA. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know. Never just, change AMA. Wins a national never title. Made a trophy. Yeah, they never made a trophy. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They just yeah, that's it. God, wow, um, years. I know, right? It just it never changes. That's why hashtag never change. We. If they ever get their shit together, we're going to have to end the podcasts because we have a lot of content uh, with the AMA. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then Rhino, Rhino gives an interview you know, before the broken leg and tells everybody he's got all the heart. Brown, he's got heart. He's got heart. These guys, these kids are paid too much money, and when you got heart like him and Brown, then any, anybody can win. Those guys can win because they have heart. And so, if, yeah, if you just want to know how much heart Rhino has, ask Ryan Hughes how much heart Ryan Hughes has. He'll tell you all day long. <laughs> He's got a lot of time for, to tell you how tough he is and how much heart he has. Uh, 
That's that's my that's my race deck rant for the for the podcast. Okay. No, actually. Yeah. Uh, is it my turn to talk about my day here? No, oh, sure. McKinney. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Southwick 03. So, a disaster Saturday. I mean, just coming down. It's a mud fest. The weather looks like it's going to be much better for Sunday. The, we get to the track. The riders tell Jimmy Perry, the man, Yamaha manager, we don't want to ride, man. It, it's, it, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to – this track is, is, is garbage. Because remember, Saturday would be one session or two sessions. I don't quite remember. I thought there was um, there was qualifiers. I know it was for – I know those guys were top ten. I get yeah. it. But yeah. Well, what, were, what were the qualifiers for on Saturday? Outside dude, the top 20? There was qualifiers sometimes on Saturday to get the Sunday to race. Sometimes they were all on Saturday. I don't, I don't know the years. They were all different, right? Um, but anyways, so the riders are saying, we don't want to ride. Don't, we don't want to ride, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and Jimmy's like, nope, you got to ride. You guys got to ride. You never know, blah, blah, blah. So they go out there in just the slop and the mud and the water. And they all just suck sand right through their motors. All three guys, the, the, the filters do nothing. Uh, it is just it, it is Lomel in their air boxes, okay, and that's it. So we are okay. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for letting these guys ride. And now we are at the track. <laughs> now we are at the track until two or three in the morning, uh, taking the heads off, cleaning the heads, re- reseeding the valves, uh, you know, cleaning out the bottom ends. Just just you know, basically a whole new whole new top ends uh, for everybody. New valves, springs, like I said, seats. The seats were gone because of the sand. And we were there till two or three in the morning, and then we finally just cursing Jimmy, cursing Jimmy. The guys didn't want to ride. The track was so much different on Sunday; it didn't matter. So okay, all right. Uh, so we already do that. We get back to the, we get two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, or whatever. We get back to the track. Timmy's like third in the points, I think, at this point. Like he had come off a really good high point or something, and uh, so everything was looking pretty good. Doug Henry shows up. Henry doesn't ride anymore. I mean, he's been retired for. Uh, three years. He's on a two-stroke. He's just like, ah, I'm just coming out to have some fun, you know. I just want to battle the guys or whatever. So Henry comes out. He he he's got enough no championship or anything. It's a one race deal. He he comes out. He gets sixth in the first moto. Timmy gets third, looking pretty good. Uh, you know, third. So, Timmy's good at Southwick, so I figured that um, uh, he'd do all right. Second moto. Henry is like second or third. Going into the back, like they come up the star straight to make a right, and they head back that way, and then they jump it, they jump off of there, and Henry grenades himself in front of the pack of guys, and Timmy's got nowhere to go and just eats shit off of Henry's bike because Henry is out of control. I mean, he's a he's a menace, and he's just oh, oh it's all Henry's fault. He, he's yeah. out there. Well, he gets he gets like a second place start. That's like, what I expect. It's all Henry's fault. That's what I expect from you. Yeah, like dude, you're you're just jumping in for one race. How about you just calm down? Hang on, hang on. What was Henry on? What was he riding that day? He was on a YZ252 stroke. Okay, what was Timmy on? It was a YZ450 factory okay, bike. Okay, why right. the fuck is Timmy behind him? <laughs> I don't know, Seth, but he, Henry was, like, ahead of everybody but Carmichael. Like, Well, Henry's pretty good. He did win outdoor title. Okay, so he just weeds up, and Timmy crashes, and the, the AMA uh, results only go back um, uh, to 04. So I can't see... But I'm pretty sure Timmy was dead last. Bike all bent up. Gets up. He gets six. He goes three six on the day. But like, great job, Henry. Great job, man. You're 35 years old. You're out for one race, and you almost die in front of a pack of 39 guys. Great, great and he work. Starts any any outstarts everyone but Carmichael. I think um, I think Timmy should went home and worked on his starts. 
Oh my God, Rarick! <laughs> gotta play, gotta play devil's advocate, dude. Dude, how about sorry. how about Doug? You just settle down. You got six. You're not in this championship. You're barely probably practicing. How about you just calm down, Doug? How about I that? I was definitely one of the kids on the fence cheering for Doug too. Yeah, I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. Did you guys think it was so? Yeah. Did you think it was great? I I always liked Timmy too. I always had a lot of time for Timmy. Did you think it was great when he just grenaded himself and almost died in front of everybody and got run over? You know what's funny is I do recall that. I remember that well, but I I have no recollection of Timmy getting involved in that. Yeah, he had nowhere to go, and even Doug says in in uh, in the cycle news thing like poor Timmy, he had nowhere to go, and you know, just did he really say that, or is that just in your mind? No, he said he said Tim. No, it says something like that. Yeah. Said I had nowhere okay. to. Says he had nowhere to go or something. Because yeah, because Doug out of control, out of control. That's the way Doug rode, out of control, and he did it again. And he took down Tim Ferry, and I was very mad. Plus, you add in the three in the morning, Jimmy Perry inspired motor rebuild on this day. <laughs> like, dude, uh, we're doing the chat on two strokes. Oh, go ahead. Um, this is 03. Chad switched. I think this might have been Chad's first race on a four-stroke. Oh. Because after <laughs> after Timmy beat him at high point, he was definitely on a two-stroke at high point. Timmy beat him, and I think that was enough for Chad. He's like, yeah, I need a four-stroke. So it was either oh, okay. it was either this race or the next one. Like, it was one of – like, he was – yeah, he was on a the, – The reason I ask is because that would be awesome if all three of the guys blew their motors, but only you had a four-stroke to rebuild. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, definitely the – Villeman was four-stroke, right? Yeah, Villeman has uh, got a great – Villeman, imagine this, has a great quote in, uh, in Cycle News here when they ask him about how his day was. Uh, let me just pull it up here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought Henry was great. While you look for that quote, I thought it was awesome. He got starts. He ran up front. The crowd was going insane. His wife was his mechanic. At one point, she put on the pit board just a bunch of exclamation points. I thought <laughs> it was so cool. Is this the year that is this the year that him and Dowdy did a uh, parade lap after? And that was every like, year, I think. That might have been every well, year. Well, that's true. I just remember <laughs> one. That, I think it was this year that him and Dowdy did a parade lap after, and every fan. It seemed like my little kid memory. Every fan stayed to watch this, and everyone just went ballistic. Who, for for what? Steve just cutting the man down. For Henry? Yeah. For both of them, he, yeah. He can he can fuck off. Like seriously, dude. Wow. Set, settle down. Wow. Settle down. Wow. Like you just took out. Wow. It sounds like well, you have an easy time letting grudges go, huh? You don't it's really just, you it, don't hold a grudge. Okay, Villaman says, uh, "I just need to be a little faster and stuff like that," you know. <laughs> <laughs> So 18.8 on the day. He couldn't start his bike. It says he's still adapting to the 450 thumper. So he crashed at Moto so 1. Chad was the only guy that started this outdoor series on a two-stroke. Oh, you know what? There's a photo of Chad here. Yeah, he's on a four-stroke. No, Chad's on a four-stroke in this photo. So No, I mean, but he was the yeah. only factory Yamaha guy that started on the two-stroke. Yeah, two I think so. I remember we did we did some test sessions, and I don't know. I think he, yeah. He liked it. You know, there's another thing uh, real quick from this. Speaking, you said Chad switched. Um, Roncada was in the 125 class. Yeah, and and I do remember him. Uh, he did what two years at Suzuki, right? Or was it just no? He just did one. I think it was just this. Yeah, just one. I do remember this one year. Roncada switched classes like multiple times. Yeah. I'm so sure. the next week after this race, Tim Ferry wins that first moto at Bud's Creek, and Ron Ron is third overall though. I believe in the two fifties. In the two fifties. Ask Roger this weekend what was going on with Roncada that year. You think, you think Roger? Roger you think Roger knows? 
No, I remember what happened. Surprised, dude. Me and Raj bench race quite often. I remember what happened. Stu breaks his collarbone in Vegas, and then everybody was like, "Oh dear God, move everyone to the 125s because we're never going to beat Carmichael, and here's our chance to steal a title." Stu's out. But, but are you sure? Did Rancada do the whole Supercross series on a 250? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh wait. So, okay. That, yeah. I I got it. I got it here. So, Hamlin tears his knee up at this race. It says. Bud's Creek, Ron Ron, fills in for the injured Hamblin in the 250 class, got second overall. Nice. At Bud's Creek. But then he dropped down again, though, I believe. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling he? you, man, he's all over Came the map. <laughs> he broke his tidfib in Supercross, so I don't think he raced to the end of Supercross. So the idea that he was going to come back and, like, be 2,000 Rincata, it wasn't working. So I just thought they were like, okay, I you're struggling, just go back up. You're yeah, not going to win the title. I don't know if maybe that surgery was well. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Hey, Steve. Yeah. You, you're at the Southwick Cycle News story in front of you. Who wrote that? Oh. Um... oh Jason Wygant. Yeah, baby. Jason Wygant. <laughs> wow, you were double dipping. The rule was if I announced, they would pay my travel if I worked the Racer X booth, and if I wanted to make money, I could then do the Cycle News story and get my three hundred dollars. So that was my weekend. Oh. You had to work the racetrack booth in the morning, get there for one o'clock moto, and then write the cycle news story. But I think I only did one twenty-five. You always, yeah. So days. I was going to ask Steve Cox does the two fifty. So how does that work? You just just agree on splitting it up or something? Yeah. Yeah. All year, you know, Cox and I got a lot in common. We're boys. Yeah. We uh, had a game plan. Yeah. So I remember that was one of the first ones I did, but I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember the Villeneuve quote, but I guess that was two fifty class. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, what Lee, a crazy day. Lee at re-raceables. Yeah, it, absolutely. Like like uh, like you guys said, no wonder why you picked this one, Seth. Though. Really, really interesting. Uh, and – no, go ahead. Well, just so much to talk about. And then when it comes to the to the Brownie <laughs> Hughes-Langston deal, like that's great too. It's fantastic stuff. Did you guys catch um, – <laughs> this would never happen nowadays um, – First moto and a whole shot, second moto and a whole shots, and they uh, were in inter- I think it was his mechanic or Sellard's mechanic, I can't remember now. Um, no, his mechanic Frenchie gets interviewed. Okay, it was Frenchie, that's right. So he says on TV that he started outside the rut, which is oh, now yeah, you can't, he did can't say that. that. Yeah, he started, and, and remember the, the start there was like asphalt, so yeah. it was like, yeah. You know, it was the same asphalt for 20 years or so. It was like a rut in the asphalt. So he says on TV, he started outside the asphalt. But then the second moto, him and, and uh, sorry, Endo and Sellard started one, two. And he told, he said between motos, he did a, he told Sellards, he did a third gear start. He's going to do the same thing again. And he, and he started outside the rut. But he tells his teammate to do that. And they start one, two. Yeah. Now, could you imagine this weekend, uh, Jet gets the whole shot in the first moto, and then between motos, he's telling Chase, hey, dude, yeah, I took this gate, this gear, start outside the rut. Yeah, you should try it. Yeah, exactly, right, right. <laughs> I mean, like, come, I was mind blown at that. Yeah, I uh, I agree. You're right. Third gear on a 250F, too? Third gear on 250Fs? Really? Yeah, but don't worry. Burner's on the CR125. Yeah, starting yeah exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, another couple things. Uh, at some point, Todd Harris, I, I may have misheard this. Todd says Burner was thought of someone who could push Ricky Carmichael? Yeah, I don't recall everything. <laughs> Weesh, do, do you remember? No. 
Did was anybody? Before, I mean, was this before Todd Harris was living in London? <laughs> I mean, Todd's a good guy. I don't recall this being a buzz at all. Like, hey, Burner's got something. Like, I don't. We love Burner. He's awesome, but <laughs> I don't remember the Burner RC battle. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. And also, did you guys check out Craig Anderson's head in the photo? Of the res- like, when, when- <laughs> is he an MMA fighter? I don't know, man. It's like ginormous, and then it's all like a potato. Like I don't know what. Obviously, it's on YouTube and it's all grainy, but like it's out of, it's bigger than everyone else's head. So <laughs> yeah, no, he the the picture was huge, but I was remembering being a bigger guy though. He was bigger, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, he was big when I texted Chad about him. Chad, uh, Chad referred to him as the the K Dub of Australia. Okay. So uh, oh. I didn't realize he was that good in Australia. I had no idea. Yeah, he was really good. Oh yeah, he was. He was he known. Was, yeah, he was definitely known. I did. So a, he, did he get this ride because of Chad, or did he? Was he that good back home? A little two things. So Craig Dak came over from Australia to be the manager of Yamaha Troy, and oh, and then Chad yeah. and then Chad was there, and then obviously, like anything, like you know the French, like you know when the French guy started doing well, they just grabbed everybody, Lolos and Sorby and you know uh, Coisey. Right, uh, Iswa, <laughs> like, like it was just anyone from. Are you French? Do you ride Supercross? Uh, I think the same thing happened with Australians for Chad. Right? Are you Australian? Do you want to come here? Like, because we started getting all these guys coming over. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that being super random. Him coming here. Yeah. Uh, and he even moved up next year too. I'm just waiting for the Canadian guy for the something to happen to Canada like that. I'm just still waiting. Just waiting. Yes. You've been telling this for 25 years. You've been telling me this theory. If you could just get one guy. One guy. Yeah. It just Dylan Wright does anything. A flood, like T-Dags and everyone just coming over the border. No, I, I think um, I think Ryder's going to be your guy, dude, especially after racing the amateur race. Oh. Yeah, do yeah. Not, yeah. Don't go there, Seth. <laughs> Why did you do this? Uh, Seth. Uh, for the record, I'm, I'm a Ryder fan. I just want to get you fired up. Yeah, I, I don't have – we don't have enough time in this Lee at Reraceables to, to get into it. But um, I did – yeah, I did like the Lisa LaRusso interview. I also did a, a, a thing on that. The Mills – not Mills being a local guy, Ando's head, Burner as someone who could push RC were all things that caught my my eye in the in the in the interview. So, um, so well, Bailey's probably thinking Mills is from New York. So just explain. We've had Phil say this too, Seth. But I think people think well, New York and Massachusetts are close. But why is it they have like a force field? Like you guys don't go yeah. in, there, right? Yeah. So I did, but. I was like the only guy that would race at Southwick a lot growing up. And the only reason is because where I'm from in New York, I'm so far East. Like for me to get into Massachusetts is, you know, 30 minutes. Like I'm closer to Southwick than I am Unadilla. So for me, that's the only reason I did it. But yes, besides me growing up uh, doing that, there was no, there was no New England guys would not come to New York. That was like the eighth sin and New York guys would definitely not go to New England. <laughs> I don't know. I, so I got uh, one theory for me was always the dirt. New England, most of the NESC tracks are sandy, softer, berms. Um, New York, like it's, I don't know what it's called now, but it used to be District 34, which is where Phil, Barsha, Mills grew up uh, racing that series. All the tracks were like super hard packed and concrete. And if we did get any rain or if the water truck worked that day, then it would just be ruts. Um, so my main theory was the dirt difference because New, New York guys would go to New England and get smoked, but New England guys would come here, or if they did come here, they'd normally get beat up pretty bad, you know? 
So, yeah, it was like almost illegal across borders. It was weird. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it. it was it was really weird, man. Like I love it. They would, they would never race each other unless they were pro. Like, I don't think Phil and Robbie Marshall raced against each other besides Loretta's until they were pro. <laughs> weird. Um, it's really, really weird. A couple things here. Uh, Brock Sellers, he said he hurt his thumb. So he held on in that second moto with just four fingers. Okay. All right. All right. That's Brock Sellers. That that suits that perfectly. Uh, uh, if you know Brock, right? That that, that works. Second place he got in that moto. And then shout out to our buddy Randy Richardson who makes the notes section in Cycle News. Uh, they went to a pure Santire for Moto Two for Wyndham. Uh, so good job, Randy, going to Santire to Sandtrack. I'm, I only took one moto. For you guys, what, to, what what did he run the first moto? That's what I want. To know. I don't know, man. But it says they went to a pure sand tire in Moto Two. So good job, Randy. You like know, it took took a long did time. He, but. Did he say? Hang on. Did he say rear or front? Because I have a little insight on this. No rear. <laughs> oh, okay. Then never mind. Then that blows I, it out of the water. I, I think there might have been some shenanigans going on between Randy Richardson and the young cycle news reporter that day. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, there might have been like, let's make up something so I can put your name in it. <laughs> okay, that all right. Might have been, that might have been what happened there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Seth, so you were 11 at this race. Yeah. So, okay, let me do the math here. That's 03. Uh, so, oh, so 93, you're zero. You're, no, you're one. 90, 93, I'm one, yeah. You're one. Ah, so yeah, you just you missed some some epic rides. Uh, I was gonna say, do you remember a Southwick local like where the locals crushed it? Like Larusso goes eight eleven here. Is there another um, race that comes to mind where just like Pat Barton and Larusso and Treadwell and KJ? Well, Larusso, yeah, Larusso was iconic. I mean, every year he would always do well there. I think but he got third the, one year in a moto, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I don't recall the year exactly, but I do remember that ninety eight. Um, I think. The one guy that always stood out to me for some reason and is weird because he stopped um, he stopped racing pretty young from what I remember is Wally Silva. Wally Silva was always fast at Southwick from my little kid memory. I'm talking like, you know, from my five, six-year-old memory. Wally Silva was always good there. And Scott Carter as well. Yeah, Scott those, Carter. Those, those two would always do really good, but they weren't like the rest of the England guys where they carried on, you know, and are still racing today. Like Pat Barton is still racing, right? Um, but yeah, Wally Silva and Scott Carter—they're always always in the top ten. It didn't really matter what class either. So you were the guy cheering on the locals, the kid cheering on the locals. Yep, yeah, pretty wow, much. Yeah. And La, and Larusso, uh, I always knew Tony a little bit because I rode at his track. Mm -hmm. He used to have a track called Rocky Hill, so I always knew Tony a little bit. Um, well, still do if I see him. But yeah, he was always a super good dude. Yeah. So I always yeah. always liked him. Weege, do you have any comment on uh, Barry Carson today here at the WIC? We got, we got points. We got points. Yep, yep, you got points. We got a 19th. Yep, yep, yep. okay. All right. Uh, yeah, all, known, all right. known as a local. Known as a local. <laughs> Same uh, thing. I don't think he ever went up there. Where was that? Guys. What was that from? What What was from? Uh... Oh, that joke was because Stu last week was saying That's we're going to get all the locals out. Yes. Like, he's like, I remember when I raced and he'd be battling all these locals like Barry Carson. And it was like, nah. Yes. Local-ish, but it doesn't really count. No, no. Did you ever it's hear from the... New Jersey? But it's not like Seth is saying you're from New England or you're not. Like it doesn't matter how close you are geographically. You either race NESC or you don't. Seth, did you hear uh, the Stu Berry story? Uh, 
I heard it on you guys just talked about this yeah. on the Red Book review. Right? Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, we, I don't we think verified Barry it. Ever, I don't think Barry ever raced Southwick besides the national. Right, right. We verified it. I never it, remember though. seeing Barry there. It was great to have. I doubt it. It was great to have the it. verification that it was true. Barry Carson taught Stu how to ride. Oh, you know what? Actually, I do remember. There was one other New Yorker that did ride Southwick before he turned pro. Uh, Barsha. Mm. I remember going there for a shift ride day. Actually, it was 03. It was, I don't remember if it was before this race or after, but 03, I went to a shift ride day, and that's when Barsha got his uh, shift deal because Emig was there. And yeah, Emig saw Justin and, you know, somehow arranged it. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I remember that day very well. It was also raining. Other than that, though, I also don't remember Justin going there. I, ra- oh. I raced the 99 Southwick uh, race the week before the National in 99. Yep. yep. And Bailey also said on the on the broadcast that the week before, uh, he had flown up there and Werner was there. Yeah. yeah. So, number one, I don't get why Bailey spent the week up there. But number two, <laughs> I wonder if he was referring to the invite. Werner had- must have raced the invitation on the week before. That had to be what he was talking about. Because that also used to be huge. Yeah, because they didn't have an amateur day, right? They had the week yeah. before day. Yeah, it was a week. Yes, yeah. the week before, and it always fell during an off weekend. So a bunch of um, a bunch of guys would show up for that. That was there, it was like a mini national kind of. There's a photo. Yeah, it was it was stacked the year I was there too. There's a photo of the second moto start. It's Ricky Henry Wyndham. It was probably taken ten seconds before Henry yard sailed himself and ruined my rider's race. Okay, and two well, seconds after Henry smoked him off the line. Uh, thank you to Decal Works. Pulp Next 23 is the code to say with Decal Works. Great guys. Great custom graphics uh, there in Illinois, grinding away, making some of the great graphics out there. Uh, they'll show you, send you a proof. They got fast shipping, easy shipping. Pulp Mx 23 at decalmx.com. Guts Racing, the champions use guts. Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam, complete seats, vintage stuff. Uh, they can You can design your own cover on there as well. GutsRacing.com. Pulp Show 20 is the code to say. No, Pulp Show 23 is the code to say with Guts Racing. Uh, Scott and Maxis, of course, on there. Liet as well, liet.com. And uh, email us using uh, uh, the contact form of Pulp MX, and we will pass it on and get you a code to save at Liet. Thank you to Liet for doing the race erasables, and thanks to Seth Rarick for, for doing this as well. Is it time for the categories, or do we do we have anything else to say about the WIC 03? I'm good. Let's go for it. All right. Liet Racing uh, Reracables categories. Uh, let's, uh, let's go, Seth. You can go first. Who really won the race? It's got to be, I know this is redundant, but it's got to be Anderson, right? No, it's Byrne. <laughs> well, Michael Byrne on, yeah, a, on, a garbage, on a garbage CR125. Yes, but look at Burner's career. It turned out pretty damn good. Anderson, this was it. I don't care. Michael Byrne really won the race. Incredible. Great, great job. I'm going Endo. If he doesn't fall, he probably wins. He probably gets him. Yeah, 100%. But like I said, Burner had a great career. And, you know, still involved today. But what does that and matter, Seth? Was, that doesn't matter. Right. The category is this race here. That's what we're talking about. The careers don't matter. Ando, man. Only win. <laughs> okay, all right. Weege, <laughs> Weege, what do you got? Can we even explain how this race broke down where Burner wins Moto 1 and he crashes trying to pass Anderson in Moto 2? Yeah, I don't think we really did. Did we ever it. even explain that? Yeah, Anderson Anderson leads Moto 1. Burner catches him, passes him, uh, takes off. Look, pretty good lead, it looks like. And then uh, second Moto, again, helped by the – uh, cheating ways of Yamaha Troy. Uh, Anderson gets a start again, and Burner catches him again. And then this is a really good race between Sellards, Burn, and Anderson. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, Burner should have went one-one, but 
this race has got to be Ando, and if you ask me about Red Bud 05, it's got to be Mills. They're only wins, man. <laughs> I don't think Burner ever won a national. That's what sucks even more. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's even furthers my point because Ando's the only win. He won the race. Weech, who really wins this race? Anderson. Wow. Okay. I mean, this one's good trivia. Like, th- this is pretty obscure, but I think you you could ask fans this weekend, and they'll be like, and you will hear people say, like, dude, remember that random year Craig Anderson won? Like, this is known because it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's wild. All yeah. right, whatever. Uh, Burner's on a piece of junk CR125 versus four strokes. In the sand. Fine, he's the best rider of the race, but he didn't really win the race. All right, who's that guy award? Uh, who is that guy award for this uh, week? Uh, Rarick, who you got? Well, I'm disappointed in this. Uh, I should know everybody. The mm-hmm. 125 classers, and the only name that I did not know, have never heard of, Richard Rogers. That was mine from, too, yeah. From Wyndham, New Hampshire. I have never heard of a Richard Rogers. I tried to find uh, some info about him online today. There is nothing popping up for a Richard Rogers. He's got four national results. 98 was his first one. 03 is his last one. So Richard's an older gentleman, I think. And, uh, yeah, he goes 29-29. He only races uh, Broom, Southwick, and Millville. But Richard Rogers, yeah. Weech, who you got? Yeah, well, first of all, this category, you have to tilt it when you're at Southwick because you end up with all these random dudes who only race Southwick or maybe only qualify Southwick. So I'm going to go with not 33rd overall Eric Sorby, but 36th overall Eric Susi, who goes 35-32, and he only made three nationals in his career. And can you guess what track those three nationals were? <laughs> Southwick. Yep, out, of, <laughs> out of New Hampshire. <laughs> I do you know, know Susie. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I know who he is. He's a he was an NESC guy, number seven sixty one. What about uh, what about Nason, Rarick? Adam Nason. Adam Nason, yes. Uh I can't put a number on him, but I do remember Adam Nason. He was also an NESC guy. But the two fifty class, which I'm trying to find those results now. Um the two fifty class, I had several there were several New England guys that I have never heard of, and I was really disappointed. Question for you guys. In the Racer X vault, Ryan Dudek, who's a Yamaha employee uh, at this point, he has no moto scores, just no moto scores. He's 27th overall. What yeah, well, uh, it's just, yeah, just blank. There? Just blank. Okay. Yeah, just blank. And then, Well, the results come from the AMA, so. Yeah, okay. And then also, you know. Mike Varaka. Isn't there a Paul Varaka? Yeah, road for Factory Husky. Are these two different people, or is Paul's real name Mike, and it's like Mike Cincerello? No, they're they're brothers. Oh, okay. They own a, okay. they own a Harley Davidson dealership, sponsored Jimmy D, and when he did his private okay. Honda thing, I 14. just was thinking like, you know how it's Michael Cincerello, like his real name. I'm like, wait, was Paul Varaka's real name Mike? <laughs> no, so, no, okay. they, they were brothers. Yeah. They're they're both very good. Okay. And in this sport, Paul and Mike, Paul and Michael are the fake, not real first name first names. Paul. Yeah. We know a Paul right. who we doesn't know, go by Paul. Right. We, we know, know a Paul. Michael who doesn't go by Michael. Yeah, good point. Wait, Michael is actually AC's first name? Yep. Oh, I, I did not yep. know that. Oh, yeah, he's Michael Adam Cincerello. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like maybe I've heard someone call him that, but I didn't know that was his real name. Uh, 
Well, it was a classic hashtag never changed because when he first entered his first national at Bud's Creek in 13, he just says Michael Cianciulo on the timing and scoring. So I go over the timing and scoring people and I'm like, dude, you have to change that. And they're like, well, he's got to change it on the sign up. And I'm like, no one's going to blame him, guys. They're just going to make fun of you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking under my breath, we're going to make fun of you on the podcast if you don't fix it. They're like, nope, can't be changed. Can't change it. Nothing we can do. I'm like, you don't have the technology. And they're like, nope. And then I go to Roy Jansen and I'm like, dude, your guys say they're just going to leave him as Michael C. Cerullo. And then Roy beat a path. And then somehow it was Adam after that. Yeah, of course <laughs> they we had have, the technology. We have Paul, Paul Cooper Webb as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, Lit Kid Award. What you got, Seth? Um, I'm going, I know we've primarily been talking about the 125 no, you class, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going Wyndham, no fear, any, anything, no fear that era just stands above all. All right. Weege. Uh, this is probably surprising. I'm going to go with Rhino had the Alpine stars kit. That was pretty unique back then. It I don't was. think you could buy it or that anything. And it looked good. Point. Yeah. Yeah. It looked good. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Then Alpine stars had a really bad phase for a while, but now the stuff looks great. Uh, I think, I think Medi's wearing a star too, right? Looks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. our stuff was cool then. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, there's a photo of uh, Tim Ferry in Cycle News. It's just Thor stuff. You know, fly helmet. Just Scott goggles. Bike. Henry. Looks, bike looks great. Everything looks. Henry's great. there. Henry's gear looks terrible. Henry wore Thor too that year, didn't he? No, he's got Fox on this. Oh, then I'm thinking of a different year when him and Dowdy. Oh, that was 05. Never mind. 05. Well, they Tim Ferry lit kit. Looks great. Fantastic. Thor. Catch the fever. Uh, with, a, with a fly helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird flex. Uh, shit kit award? What, what do you got? Oof. Well, 125 class, I was not. Although the gear looks great now, I was not a fan of the uh, Factory Connection uh, O'Neill gear. Mm, yeah, yeah. Not at all. Burner's gear. To, and that was an O'Neill helmet, I think, too, wasn't I think, it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't it. And then 250 class, which maybe takes the shit kit award of the day over everything, is uh, Dowdy's Moose gear. Uh, I have Dowdy's Moose gear, too. It's, it's <laughs> second overall for JYD on this day. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Not second overall in the Lit Kid Award at all. No. 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 You know what was really weird is Dowdy's cow year. We wore no fear. That did not fit him. <laughs> That's true. He did. Yeah. How did that deal come together? Like, how did Dude, you no fear when I, you were available? When I think of Junkyard, I do not think of no fear. Oh, we got McGrath. We got Wyndham. Uh, we got – who do we got? Yeah, we got Pastrana. Pastrana, yes, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, Dowdy, you're it. You're in, dude. <laughs> that might have been what ruined him. But he had the Arai helmet with the adjustable mouth bar. Not that year. I don't think that <laughs> no, year he did. No, I'm pretty no, sure. Come on. They, I'm they, pretty they, sure, they were gone by then, Dowdy I think. I think they were gone by then, those adjustable mouth guards. No, Kenny Bartram still wears one. <laughs> Shane King wore one uh, KTM in 2000. I'm Googling a picture of Dowdy right now, Factory <laughs> Cowie. There's no way. <laughs> I think he the did. six-time helmet. John Dowd, 2000. Yeah, no. It, he was one and done at Cowie, so it shouldn't be hard to find. Okay. He, I, he did have an awry. He did have an awry. It looked, the mouthpiece does look solid. Okay, but, thank you. But, 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 I'll send you this picture. This helmet, it was like an in-between. It's not the awry that Wyndham wore in 03 <laughs> that looked pretty good. 
but it's not. It's like it, it looks like the adjustable mouthpiece is just stuck in one position. <laughs> Dowdy bought it from a dealership <laughs> that morning, probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, uh, Luigi, what do you got for shit kit? Uh, I was actually going to say the factory connection Honda guy. Same thing. It just yeah. got too much. They threw a little yellow in there on the bikes. I don't know why they put yellow on there too. And then it had some gear. I think had some yellow in it to match. Yeah, that was. It was not working. All right. Uh, where's JT? Well, uh, 03, he's Subway, I think. Subway Honda? It was a bad day for JT. I yeah. Looked that yeah. Up. Like 21, 28. Yeah. Yeah. Florida I guy. I thought he was really good at Southwick. Ah, yeah, because, well, it wasn't so much he's great in sand. He's just in shape, so he just has the same speed for 30 minutes, right? And everyone gets tired. No points for JT at Southwick. Wow. That's shocking. Yep. He just got beat by my buddy Chris Hunter, who got who went 24-21. And now Hunter is planning an assault on Loretta's because he looks back. This is how it is, Steve. You might have another rant coming here. Now he's pumped. He's like, dude, I got a bunch of 21st. And it saved me because now I can race the sportsman classes at Loretta's. Mm. So he's actually, people are actually pumped now looking back. 21st should be the worst place you could possibly get, right? But there's a silver <laughs> lining. There's a silver lining. Yeah. Chris Hunter. And go Jersey, to Loretta's. 24, and, 21. And maybe, yep. maybe DeCoster spots you there and signs you back up for that factory ride oh, okay. that you didn't get. <laughs> um all right uh leah racing re-raceables the jacob marsak award for the rider who did the uh, best without you really ever knowing like jacob marsak getting third at daytona and we're gonna have marsak on the on the show yeah we forgot point. about that we need to do it we got to do it uh absolutely amazing job for jacob marsak but uh so this is the rider that did the best that you really had no idea uh rarick i'll start with you do you have anything that comes to mind I couldn't find any overalls that jumped off the page, but I found some motos and Steve Mertens with eighth in the second <laughs> That was moto. mine too, yeah. I mean, dude, what? I barely remember Steve Mertens. I know he wore TLD and was a NorCal guy, but yeah. an eighth at a national is pretty damn good. In the sand. Like, yeah, in the sand track. track. Like, you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another thing. I, I do not know where that came from. Shout out to Blair Morgan for the 15th in the Moto2, 250 class. Um, I'd expect that though. Blair was a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just just wanted to say Blair Morgan's name. Uh, I was gonna go Merton's Moto <laughs> Score, but I'll go uh, even better for that. Um, I will go. Oh, actually, you know what? No, that doesn't work. I was gonna go Joaquin Rodriguez, but tenth. Uh, Joaquin's gonna get tenth. He was good. Yeah, Joaquin was really good. Yeah, I'll go Merton's. That eighth is pretty impressive. I would not think of Mert- see Merton's ever got eighth in a moto. So uh, what I about? I- t- Tim Wiegand, fourteenth in the first moto. Yeah, it's good too. Currently the Honda. Honda. What's that? Was in the Honda. Yeah. Yes. There were definitely big board rumors going around, and only because he was doing good in a Honda. That's really it. Like I don't know if there was any verification at all, but I remember him hauling ass at certain motos that year, and people being like, "Dude, that bike has to be has to be illegal." There's no way a privateer Honda's one twenty five. He had yeah, good motos. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yep. All right, Weege, what do you got? Uh, how about Jacob Marsak taking 31st overall? Can I give Jacob Marsak the Jacob Marsak award? Because <laughs> he was in the race. I don't remember Marsak on a Suzuki. He says, yeah, I don't remember no. Marsak. I, mean, I don't remember him in the 125 class at all. Yeah. Yeah. My so ex- there you go. The result was nothing special, but I'm giving him his own award. My ex-roommate, Austin Squires, 29-34. Lived with Squires for a bit. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. All right. Oh, both Farakas were in the same class. I didn't realize that. What? Uh, I didn't realize they raced each other. Lampson, Lampson got a ninth on a one on a Suzuki one twenty five. 
Does that ECC? Was another, is that that his... was another thing I had written down. I don't remember. He he was like a rincada that year. Didn't he jump around in classes a lot? Husqvarna, he jumped around, but I don't remember a 125 Suzuki, but that was ECC. You're right, Weech, but I don't remember. I thought I thought Lammy was managing uh, ECC at this point. I didn't know he was racing. He probably was. Yeah, yeah, good point, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was doing both. Uh, all right, that's it. That's uh, anything else for this race, boys? No, I just uh, to put it in perspective, why I chose this. I just people need to expect Rider D this weekend, go two one, and then uh, you know, going in the top five and points to finish top five, and then I don't think that, I don't think that'll ever happen again, or has happened since. So it's a well, wild day. I talked to a privateer today named Lars Van Berkel, who is a Dutch kid, beach racer. We are going to Southwick. Perhaps Lars Van Berkel pulls off an overall. He might. He might. He might uh, stop jet streak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, what a day! What a great day! Uh, we we're all there. Funny, Rarex eleven. I'm old <laughs> as shit as a mechanic, and Weege is in the middle announcing. Kind of funny, huh? Like we we're all there doing different jobs and different memories of this race. I think that's kind of yeah. Neat. Like we didn't know each other, no. but we were all there. Yeah. 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 Kind of funny that way. Uh, Rarick, we'll bring you back on. It was great. You did a really good job. And uh, we'll just bring you on so we don't get yelled at about who's that guy and how we don't know it and blah, blah, blah. So, um, we'll Yeah, I, I need to. I'm on a mission now to track, track down Richard Rogers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> should we get – we should get Phil on for Unadilla Mud Race podium, right? That'll be our next one maybe? Mm, no. Does anyone really want to hear Phil? <laughs> Can we do Phil Cowie Supercross test track crash? Can that be a re-raceable? <laughs> Just Phil, take us through this. I'm trying to think of a really low point for Phil we could do one on. But yeah. there's honestly so many. Yeah. That it might be better. It might be better to do the podium because it's kind of his one, when, one day in the sun. When his bike cut out at Dallas, the JGR bike, and he weeded his ankle, he said he was quitting that day. So maybe we could go visit that day. That was pre- I think was that press day. I think it was press day. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. Press day. yeah. So maybe we yeah. could do Dallas press day with Phil and take us through it. Phil, what happened? <laughs> take us through hey. your your emotions about quitting the sport. So. Hey, we were leaving we were leaving Redbud the other day, and Frankie Latham goes, "Man, Phil did really good today." I said, "Yeah, it was it was solid." You know, ten nine. He goes, "That's way better than I ever thought Phil could do." <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, Frankie, he's podium. He's got a podium overall, and he's podium two motos before. He said, really? When? Where where was I? (laughs) Dude, Frankie is mind blown that Phil stood on the podium. I hate to to give Phil credit here. He's not going to listen to this, but I was going through. uh, We did a privateer story recently on privateers. You killed it in the nationals. Phil got a fifth in the points. Phil got a sixth in the points at. I'm like Phil, fifth, sixth. Like, I, yeah, this this doesn't, yeah. So we won't talk about any of that stuff. I, we want to do Cowie test track, uh, JGR 250F cutting out. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you bring up those years, he did really well overall. Though his first, he'll have some reason at a race that year why he got fucked though and should have did better. <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they fucked me. Right, right. Yeah, it was mental, man. I could, yeah. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Thank you to Liet for coming on board. All those sponsors, uh, Weege, Rarick. Thanks, boys. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See ya.